Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. May the Lord bless all of you. Thank you for being so faithful and being part of this community. With me is uh, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I'm doing well. Well, praise the Lord. Folks, it's that time of the year. Uh, we're just uh, this coming up Sunday. We hope you get in a good church. I, I know that our church only has one service. That's on Sunday morning uh, and uh, on Christmas Day, and we're not going to miss that. We will be in church. We hope you can make it into church as well. And uh, God is, uh, you know, the church is the one place that God has brought together for uh, for him to make a difference, for him to do a work throughout the world is that local church. So make sure you get out and become part of that. And, and uh, I want to start off the word of the day. I'm, I'm using three words, the Prince of Peace. So the word of the day really is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And we're going to be talking about the Christmas story for the next couple of days. And we know this is the Thursday before the Sunday, which is Christmas. So this is like Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. Eve. I don't know. It's a few Eves before Christmas. <laughs> It's a, this is the Thursday before the Friday and Saturday's Christmas Eve. So we're uh, Christmas minus three days at this point. And, uh, but we just want to say to you that you guys are awesome. We pray that you'd have a wonderful Christmas. We pray that you've received the greatest gift anyone has ever received, and that's the love of Jesus Christ that saves you and trusting in that and believing in that. And I want to start off today. I want to be in a verse, Kevin, over here in Isaiah 9, verses 6 and seven. And the Bible says, for unto us, a child is born unto us, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called wonderful. He is a wonderful God. Amen. Jesus counselor. He is a counselor. So many times the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the peace that Christ can give of the increase of his government and the peace. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth forever and ever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And so here's Isaiah calling for this savior to be born, talking about how his reigns will never end, how it's just going to completely change things. There's a world waiting for a savior. The Jewish world is out there. They're pointing that a savior is coming. There's a savior you're coming. We're telling you he's coming. And somehow our dear Jewish brethren, they missed it for the most part. Some Jews have been completed, but for the most part, they've missed it. And here's Isaiah saying for unto us, a child will be born. He's explaining that our savior's not coming in on chariots. Our savior's not coming in with an explosion and uh, stairs falling out of the, uh, out of the heavens. No, our savior is going to be born. Is going to be born to a virgin. I, you know, when when I see these proclamations, uh, when I when I look at this and know that just he's already come in our lives, Kevin. But can you imagine the glory in this when you realize that this son is coming? 
He's, he's God. He's going to change the world. Yeah. It's amazing that he showed up in such a dark, dark time with such a wonder, you know, a packed, a packed bundle, uh, you know, that child, you know, we talked about it being wrapped in swaddling clothes. Well, the, the fact is Jesus was, you know, uh, you talk about a package that just is, is full of wonder. In fact, these two verses that you're talking about, uh, uh, you know, unto us, and then a child is born, son is given government, his name shall be one, you know, just his name then is unwrapping a package with multiple packages nested inside of it. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, government that won't end, peace, uh, a government of peace, um, an ordered, established. I mean, this is a, you know, these verses, the old timers would say these verses were pregnant with truth. And uh, our savior you know, he came into uh, the world through a mother, and uh, when he was born, man, did he bring a oh, change! Oh, he, praise <laughs> the Lord! And that's yeah, and that's why we celebrate Christmas. And 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 just to give you something to work off of with that, Kevin, uh, we see in Isaiah seven four. Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign: Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. And and uh, isn't that a great and wonderful thing? But to have a virgin birth, you need a virgin, and it, it's a, she's not deity. She's uh, she's a special lady that was chosen but she's not someone we pray pray to. She's not someone we honor, though we do honor her. I look forward to meeting her in heaven. She's definitely not deity. And, uh, And an angel came on to this virgin, this lady named Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Oh, boy, just to be able to hear those words, you're highly favored by God. Can you imagine Mary standing there, a devout lady, a Jewish lady, uh, preparing her whole life for marriage, preparing her whole life to serve God through her family? The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And man, you know, Mary got this right. She didn't turn into a prude. She didn't turn into, look at me, I get to carry Jesus. No, that's not who Mary was. And in verse 138, at the end of this conversation, and Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto Mm -hmm. me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And uh, I don't know about you, but Here's this angel coming down to this virgin lady who we believe at this time, you know, at least my college professors thought she was about 14. And, you know, it's not in the Bible, but I learned a lot of things in Bible college that aren't in the Bible, praise God. But, but I believe the theory behind this. And, uh, <laughs> but, but Kevin, here's this young girl. Here's this young, wonderful girl. And this angel comes to her and says, you're going to, you're going to be pregnant and you're not going to know a man. Uh, wow. And she's like, okay, all right. And, uh, and Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. I'm going to do this. It's all right. It's all right. Kevin, imagine being that 14 year old girl, 
knowing everything that's going to happen, but it's the Lord. You say, okay. Yeah, you know, she was very submitted to the Lord, and is that for that reason she's blessed among women, not above women. She said, my soul rejoiced in God, my Savior. So she was a sinner. There was no immaculate conception of Mary, right? But she had a um, she had a child who was sinless and uh, didn't have a human father, just had a human mother. So he was completely man, completely God. But it's wonderful that um, he was God with us. So, like, yeah, like you're saying, everything about his birth, his entrance into the world just brought um, brought hope, brought peace. You know, he, was, he, he lived an action-packed life. In fact, I was thinking while you're talking, Doug, that, you know, wasn't it true that the, because she had not known a man and it was never done before in that wise she was naturally scandalized because of it. Yeah. Oh and, man. And she had definitely had to have <laughs> fooled around with somebody. They're probably sitting around thinking who did Mary fool around with? I, you know, I believe that Joseph didn't know her. I, I believe him, but who yeah. was it? You know, did she spend any time with her uncle or did she spend any time down the road is, uh, uh, you know, you can only imagine the rumors, the stories and, and, you know, there's something bigger here, brother. There, there's something bigger. There's a lesson even greater, I think. And th there's no greater lesson than the Lord coming down and Mary conceiving to have a baby uh, through the Holy Spirit of God. I get that. But there's there's a greater lesson, I think, for us today as we continue on with what we read. She's, you know, she's a spouse to Joseph. And, uh, you know, Joseph didn't care what the crowd thought. He got his visit. But you know what? Joseph unconditionally said, I get this. I'm going to look out for my wife. I'm going to take care of her. And, mm -hmm. uh, and man, you know, they made some mistakes and stuff in life, but this woman delivered a baby as a virgin. This woman did what God had called on her to do. And her, her, her espoused, her be, what do they call it? Betrobed, betrobed. I'm sorry. Uh, he said, I'm all in. I got this. God, count on me. I'm going to handle it. And, 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 and I mean, they, they go, we're going to talk about the birth of the baby here after the break here in a minute. But, you know, there's a lesson for all of us. You know, be highly favored. Uh, be that lady or that gentleman that, that the angel can say you're highly favored in God's eyes. How did she get highly favored? We, we don't know a lot about Mary. We know she was highly favored. So we know she knew her scripture. We know she lived her scripture. We know she was pure and we know her heart was pure. We knew her heart was right. God wasn't going to pick just any old gal and neither should you. That's the point for all of us. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and boy, and, and, and God's just not going to, uh, pick any old husband, you know, he's got the whole situation worked out and, and folks, let us go ahead and run to a break here on this broadcast. But we're at that point where, uh, we have Mary, the mother of God, and, and, uh, we have his earthly stepfather here in just a minute.
hey, thanks for hanging in there with us, and we continue on. And, and Kevin, I think we get right to the birth story and talk a little bit about that. And, and it came to pass those days that went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And, and this tax was first made by uh, Serenius, the governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up to Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea onto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. You know, when you're pregnant, you're great with child, praise God. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddle and cloths, which Kevin was just talking about, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. So getting to this point, so they, they go to the end, they go up to be taxed. And can you imagine this? I mean, uh, you know, Mary's in labor at this point. They did the tax thing and they, they can't find a place to go and they end up in a barn to have a baby. And they did it. You know, again, trusting in God, trusting in this whole situation. I don't know about you, but I am so glad that the Lord sent my Savior down to be born of a virgin and to go through the circumstances that were absolutely called for in Scripture. I mean, isn't that great, Kevin? Yeah. Well, you know, just I was thinking as you were speaking that um, God had everything lined up prophetically. There was, you know, an innumerable amount. You know, the astronomical odds had to be had to be fulfilled right there when he was born with all the scriptures but but think about this too the greatest thing that ever had ever happened as far as up to that point the birth of god the son on the earth came in the middle of horrible experiences that were taking place on earth you know and i'm thinking the idea just of the politicians and and you know herod and there there was this dynasty of herods that were going on and and rome which had been a fairly safe secure place was kind of descending into a a a mob you know kind of a thug uh, type of mafia uh, run run place. Well, that you know, kind of sounds like America now. So you know, you think about all the trauma that was taking place in the lives of this young couple that was already scandalized, and now they're going, they're having to leave home up in up by the Sea of Galilee, go back down to almost to Jerusalem, and to submit to this taxing, and you know, which was registration. And, um, you know, getting themselves accounted for and boy, you look at the, you know, it's traumatic. America is being traumatized, Doug, by what's politically happening right now. We're being, we're, you know, there's freedom being frittered away. We're, we're descending into almost, a, a third world country. It seems like we're headed that way. And, and I talked to military guys and the trauma of what they're seeing you know, they're being undercut and the morale is being ripped away. I mean, some of these guys that lost friends in Afghanistan and then the way that we pulled out, is just, it's traumatizing. And I'm, I'm just saying, isn't it amazing that God allowed these terrible, terrible political upheavals, you know, knuckleheaded, stupid things to direct his people 
and 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 even though they were threatened by Herod that they're going to Jesus was going to be killed, God said, "Okay, I want you to go to Egypt. I want you to hide. I I got the politicians. I got the political climate. History will be accomplished, and it's going to be fine." Well, I need to remind myself of that, Doug, because you know, and everyone that's listening. You know, we just need to sometimes remind ourselves that no matter what, in the come what maze of life, that I'm going to land on my feet. It may be in Egypt for a while. It may be somewhere else, but I'm going to land on my feet and America can fall apart. And if I'm in the center of God's will, that's the best chance of remaining standing. Yeah. And that's the greatest part of this story is knowing that that our Savior came into earth through a virgin in the midst of a crazy world. And we live in the midst of a crazy world, exactly what you're saying. Uh, the military, I think, is being gutted. I, I watched it uh, gutted in the 1970s. I came in in 1978 and uh, spent, you know, the last, the end of 78 and 79 and 80, coming into 81, where President Reagan took over. And at that point, the military was downsized so many times and they were taking bullets and and stuff from us and pay. I mean, it was just terrible uh, the way we finished the 70s when President Carter was the president. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, we don't have a chance. But back then, I didn't know that this baby had come and was born for me and taken care of me. So Jesus shows up on the scene, and, uh, you know, God has made flesh. And at this point, you know, we really don't know a lot about Christ's childhood. We know the family went down to Jerusalem, Kevin, and, and, and along the way, they lost Jesus. Can you imagine that conversation with Mary and Joseph? Joseph's like, what do you mean we don't have Jesus? You lost Jesus out of all our kids. We got kids there. Why didn't you lose John? Why, why didn't you, James, why didn't you lose some of these other knuckleheads? You lost the Lord. What's wrong with you people? Are you folks crazy? Did you really lose? Je- Can you imagine that? Con- that must have been an ugly conversation. That must you know, you guys lost Jesus, man. And yeah, they, they kind of went off on him when they found him. Man, they were upset. <laughs> I, I, Joseph said, we had one job, one job from God. You know, and I mean, but, uh, oh my. if you're going to lose no. a kid, lose another one. Don't lose Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but thinking about that and knowing that this baby, and we're going to talk about it tomorrow on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. No. So it's, it's Christmas Eve and then it's Christmas heel. I don't know. Someone told me there was a word for the day before Christmas Eve. And I don't remember what <laughs> it is. I think it was Eve and Adam. It's Christmas Adam. <laughs> and uh, so to, on tomorrow's broadcast, we'll, we'll dig more into Christ's life. And, and But what a gift, Kevin. What a gift to this world. A Savior is born. Before that, people, all they did was look forward to the Scripture. Before that, the blood sacrifice had to be from an animal. There were so many sacrifices laid out in the Bible. Before that, the religious people would get together. There were tabernacles carried around. There were, uh, you know, there were forts made to go to places to worship God. And now all of a sudden, and everything changed. There's a new day. There's a reason we meet for church for Sunday. Don't let those uh, people who say, well, we got to meet on the old day. No, we got a new God. 
We got a new savior. It's a new day. And, uh, and so all, before that, there's sacrifices going on. You're looking for that perfect lamb. Uh, you're raising it to be perfect without spot, without blemish. And then you're giving that blood sacrifice so uh, that your sins can be taken from you. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up on the scene. And, and everybody who knew the scripture, Kevin, everybody who knew what was going on, they got the word, hey, Jesus is here. You know, everybody who was looking for him, him. Some people believed in him, obviously those he was around, and so many dis, disbelieved and said, wait, well, you can't have a savior unless he comes in on chariots, uh, unless he's blowing down these leaders that don't know what's going on. Why isn't he taking out these folks? Why isn't he doing that? Scripture never said God didn't come here to destroy and uh, I'll tell you, John chapter 3 is good reading. reading. Why did John, co- I mean, why did Christ come here? Not to destroy, but to build up, to save, to love. And and so we got this Savior. He's on earth, Kevin, and everything's changed. Take a minute how that Savior has changed things in your life. Yeah, wow. It was a new day. It was a new day there when he came into the earth. It was a new chapter. You know, the Old Testament started with, in the beginning, God, and it ended with a coffin in Egypt. So, you know, things had gotten so dark, and then there was hundreds of years of silence. And then suddenly Jesus came and it was the, it was the dawn of a new day. And in my life, wow, when he, (laughs) when he came, it went from darkness. I mean, I look back at my old life and I, I just, I can hardly remember what it was like. I just remember darkness and, and in my, you know, the, the timeline of my life was more of scribbling on a paper, but, um, you know, now it's been a, you know, a, a slow, uh, generally uphill, generally, you know, increasing in, because he has brought such, like you said, such life. He's, he's a savior that he wants to bring a new chapter. And I think that this new chapter is, you know, talking about wounded spirits It's talking about healing for the wounded, you know, spirit where we felt like I've, this is, I'm done. There's, I'll never be happy again. I'll never be the same. And you're right. You'll never be the same because it'll be a new chapter and it'll be, it'll be better. And God be said, you know, behold, I make all things new. And, uh, Jesus, you know, unto you is born this day in the city of Christ, uh, a, a savior, you know, so he's, he came to, to salvage something. And then to, like you said, to rebuild it. Yeah, thank God for that. And and folks, I hate to say this, but we're right up against the time again. But good news, we're coming back tomorrow on Christmas Adam. Uh, the night before Christmas Eve, and we're going to be talking more about the Christmas story, about why Christ came, why he's here. I love that Kevin just wrapped this up saying, listen, you've got a Savior. There's healing out there. There's stuff out there that you can do, and it begins with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Folks, if you haven't done that, please listen to every word Brother Eric's going to tell you here in just a few minutes. We sure do love you, folks, and wish you nothing but the merriest of Christmas. May God bless you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you 
But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.